SumaUp is next-gen body optimization from an actual doctor that's guaranteed to get you in the best shape of your life in 90 days. You'll be at peak levels for each of the fundamentals that drive your strength, energy, and even your longevity. It's a lifelong difference you'll see in the mirror, but also feel throughout your entire day. SumaUp puts more living in life. For full details on this transformative program designed for the demanding lives of today's highest achieving entrepreneurs and CEOs, visit www.startsuma.com. There's never enough time in the day to get it all done. We all have the same number of hours in a day. That's a variable we can't control. But the variable we can control is our efficiency. By identifying ways to become more efficient, we can maximize our productivity and ultimately the value of the time we spend working on any given task. Yeah, you know what, Stephanie, it's funny because like we work with predominantly business owners and entrepreneurs and they're all different. There's no one, you know, entrepreneur or business owner for the seven figure, eight figure, nine figure, like they're not the same. But one commonality that we found, there's no off button for these guys, right? And it's a common personality type, like meaning they just have to go, go, right? And they have a hard time just like turning off, shutting down. And it's kind of like a large part of what makes them so successful, but there's trade-offs, right? And it's like, you know, that drive kind of leads to them getting results professionally. And the challenge is like the trade-off guest is like, you know, it also demands a lot out of their mental, physical, and kind of like just, you know, it just takes a lot out of them, right? And so like when you're, you know, when you're kind of scaling a business, you're in the arena metaphorically, right? It takes a lot out of you, right? A lot of mental bandwidth and so forth. It's not easy for these guys, you know? My understanding, I mean, based on my own experiences and the experiences I've heard from people, I interact with day to day is that there's a limit to how much time you can really spend on tasks like these before your performance kind of starts to take a hit, right? And so what's your advice to make most the most of that sort of time and increase productivity? Yeah, you know, no one I know now if I just kind of told myself like 10 years ago, you know, observing these seven figure, eight figure, nine figure entrepreneurs, it's like the one thing I see a lot of them do is like major majors. We always hear about this 80-20 rule of like how 20% of current efforts lead to 80% of results, right? I think it really is just like super focusing on like what to do and what is the impact of it. So I'll give you a good example. Like when we first started, you know, our clinic, we were thinking about doing YouTube advertising and Google, and we're thinking about just different, you know, channels, right? We're thinking about direct, uh, you know, on LinkedIn and to so many different channels. In reality, what we should have just done, I'm going on now, just like focused on one channel which would be like paid acquisition via Facebook, Instagram, master that. And then once we master that, start adding on other channels, right? And so you hear this quite a bit with our entrepreneurs and so forth. If it's like a type of customer avatar or a type of, you know, client they're selling to or type of product they're selling, focus on one thing, nail it, then scale it, right? Major in the majors. Yeah. So essentially just, you know, refine your focus before expending more and more energy on a wider range of things, range of tasks. So like when your business started to scale up, like, you know, and obviously like you had more clients and more work that you'd handle, like, what did you do? Like, how did you allocate? Yeah. I mean, as, as everything started to grow, as my business started to grow and when I had more, more to do than I could even hope to handle, yeah. there definitely came a point where I had to identify the most valuable ways to spend my time and optimize for that. So was it like, you know, you had, you had a coach and was like, Hey, like, what the heck are you doing? What did you like? have some time to reflect? Did you have like a painful moment? Like, how did you figure it out? For me, it was, it was a little bit more of a longer, more painful process. <laughs> I think it That's was, 
Yeah, I had to, I mean, I had to self-reflect because I am the kind of person who will just try to brute force anything, just you know, keep going, work, work harder, spend more time, spend more energy. And ultimately it was just a matter of that kind of mindful self-reflection. I had to notice how what I was doing was actually making me feel and I had to take a step back and become aware of how I actually am able to do my best work. There came a point where I was just regularly pulling all-nighters <laughs> deadlines and you know these were really deadlines I arbitrarily set for myself but I was trying to do more rather than trying to do better and I was exhausted when you worked at that part maybe a solopreneur maybe you know staffing up kind of scaling how did you go through that like how did you go away from the brute force approach yeah it doesn't work right you can't spend all night like all nighters because you're going to overpromise and like under deliver you're overcommit like how did you you know work through that that challenge metaphorically and how do you just stop being like miserable i guess i think that realizing that it wasn't working i mean spending more hours at my desk i mean i just had Ultimately, I had to confront the fact that um, that was actually reducing the quality of the work I was producing. And it wasn't going to be sustainable if I was miserable, right? I mean, I had to stop and think, what's the point of spending my life working so hard if I wasn't enjoying it? And I think that for, for me and probably for a lot of people, it can be really easy to disassociate from the ultimate, the, the sort of end goal and get lost in the details. And identifying my approach as kind of the root issue, it caused me to become aware of how I was spending my time and in turn how spending my time actually affected my output. So whether I like it or not, um, how I perform is really a function of how I'm feeling, how I'm eating, how I move, how I spend my time, and really how I think and I actually feel about how I'm spending my time. It's really a kind of a mindset shift to think about how I'm working and, and the work itself. So it, let me just take a double click on that, right? Just take a step back. So it's like, it's almost like inputs, right? How much sleep do you get? Are you, did you do your workout? Did you like eat right? Did you plan your day, right? Like some inputs that leads to outputs like, you know, client success or new roles or new opportunities, right? And closing things, right? And so like, how did you get to your peak mental and physical and like professional state? What was your secret sauce? I mean, well, I think that I became aware when I kind of started shifting my my schedule around making myself incorporate those things that I I think all of us kind of know, you know, eating well, being physically active, getting enough rest. Those are things that we just kind of need to cognitively function in the best way that we can. So I realized that I do my best work when I'm rested and, and I prioritize, you know, those aspects of my health and nutrition. And so I just made sure to actually block off time in my calendar and I strictly adhere to it. I spend time exercising. I spend time cooking meals, which is actually something that I really enjoy. You know, I can make something that's delicious and also, you know, healthy and facilitating reaching those fitness goals that I have. And I also dedicate time to stopping working and kind of unwinding in the evenings. Interesting. So you're like time blocking and then you're using the time blocking to like plan your days out and then you're setting boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. Like at like 7 p.m. or like X, like 8 p.m. Like you just shut yeah. off. Right. Yeah. And it's like, hey, it's definitely time to unwind. That's yeah. super interesting. It can be really difficult to, to actually adhere to it. I mean, if I'm really caught up in what I'm working on and I tend to get get into these these focus, flow yeah. states where I just want to keep doing what I'm doing for hours at a time. And sometimes I let myself 
let myself do that. But I always just try to to kind of adhere to that and stick to working within those time frames. So I think of that when I'm planning my day. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like you know, kind of majoring in majors, and that's kind of interesting because like my pathway was honed of years spent on the growth equity investing space. And, you know, I was lucky in my twenties having kind of a, you know, liquidity event rate or fund was acquired. And so I think about it from like a, a tactical, Hey, like what are some tools, apps, like devices that, that give me leverage, right? So almost like a time allocation model and, and, you know, having worked with at Suma, you know, a hundred or so entrepreneurs that have, you know, eight figure or so, like 10 million plus top line and a select few clients that have seen this, you know, secure these like vaunted nine figure exits, hundred million plus, right? Here's kind of what I've, I've seen, Stephanie, and um, I'm not saying like these habits will get you there, or these observations will, will make you get to that level. I'm just, you know, I'm saying they won't, won't hurt you, right? So, you know, what I've observed among these, this cohort and, and my you know journey is uh, they're using some sort of like app helps them with flow state apart too, like Brain FM. They're doing some sort of like breath work or meditation, right? Transcendental meditation is a huge, you know, commonality I see. Othership is an app that I see a lot of these clients using that helps them kind of get into that, you know, flow state prep their day. Um, and then like they have this concept of dark mode, right? Where it's like they turn their phones on. <laughs> it's like, they don't share phones, no notifications. And like, it's almost like they gamify like how to not pick up their phone, or how to avoid notifications, like how to limit like the time to check their emails, right? And, you know, some sort of like smart device, like an Aura or a Whoop to help track their analytics, right? The second piece that I've seen is like, they try to always shortcut their time to success. And so they use like masterminds and groups that help them with a particular outcome in sight or coaches or experts. Like, you know, if it's like for taxes or counting or it's working for us, like with us, like in terms of health, wellness, and longevity, they have these guys, advisors, mentors that like help them. And, you know, I think it's kind of like what you were saying earlier, where they have this time allocation model and concept of boundaries, right? Every single one of them has like a personal assistant, right? Uh, for everything non-work, I've even seen like house managers. I see a lot of, like a lot of that, you know, some chefs sometimes um, and like everything they do, they just try to get leverage. Like, so a good example is like, I hear like all these uh, clients are like, you know, listening to like Audible three and a half X or podcasts like three and a half X or three X, right? And it's like, they do it when they're working out or driving. And it's like, you know, it's like really just getting leverage. And so another kind of interesting topic was uh, one of our clients brought up um, Jamie Dimon and his secret little model. Jamie Dimon's the CEO of JP Morgan Chase, you know, just top tier, like he's like probably the best investment bank CEO. And so his mental like model, his like shortcut is this like piece of paper, Stephanie. He literally writes out all his stuff he wants to do on one day, <laughs> piece of paper. And he's like rewired his brain, like his dopamine reward system has been rewired to that. Like he just needs to scratch these things off. <laughs> piece of paper, so low tech, um, but it's almost like, you know, this one major, major each day, like one major for the week, one major for the month, right? I think if like, if I reflect further, there's like trade-offs that these, you know, clients make. And so it's like a lot of them have these boundaries similar to yourself where they don't have that much of social life. There's no dinners, meetups after 8 p.m. Like the friend group dwindles. They keep talking about that, like how their friend group like dwindles because when you're an entrepreneur that's rising, like you have less in common with others, less in common with like general population, gen pop, right? And so it's like, you know, there's not really much in common. It's really kind of interesting that, you know, there are some trade-offs um, when you make these decisions to kind of scale your business or kind of put your professional success first, right? Yeah. But I think the the biggest piece is like taking a step back and like understanding, you know, how do you major in the majors, right? Like what's really relevant at Sumo? Like we try to help our clients really just offload their thought process around like what to eat, when to eat, like the training, the therapeutics. And the diagnostic testing aspects so that they can focus on you know their professional life friends family that's kind of like the the, the biggest insight I've, i discovered right and you know i think um one of the the last pieces i'll kind of end off on is this like use of like 
hiring tools and, and screening tools, like they're all super hyper-focused on like working with the best people. There are like personality tests, like Mayer's Riggs, MBTI, like, you know, and tells you if you're an extrovert, you know, introvert, it tells you kind of, I'm an ENTJ by the way. And so, you know, it's like kind of like the director CEO type. And then, uh, you know, there's something called a Enneagram, which is a big proponent of um, Drew Housen, who's the founder of Dropbox, right? And there's the most important one that's just amazing called uh, Ray Dow's Principles of You Personality Test. It is just remarkable. And we use it personally to like hire and screen everybody. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think that those personality tests are amazing, uh, not only because you can figure out like if this, you know, potential teammate or employee or hire is like a good fit, but also mm -hmm. like it, you learn more about yourself. And like, we'll, we'll cover I do a deep dive of how we use these personality type tests, right? But it's just phenomenal. In summary, I guess the, the biggest piece, we keep saying this like success is, is processional, right? And just having some sort of system, if it's your health, if it's your professional life, or it's like working with an advisor to help shortcut your path to success. I think that's like the underlying uh, commonality we see among our most successful clients.